Welcome to Bailing, Scaling and Barbecue, where the boys talk about hunting, fishing and cooking. Now to your host, Lawson White. Uh, G'day listeners, and today I've got another good boar hunting guest. I've got uh, Brett McDonald from Tough Boar Industries. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a bit warm here. Um, it's a bit sweaty, but we're, we'll, we'll survive. So, how are you, mate? Where, where are you live? Uh, first question, where do, you, where do you live and uh, how's the temperature? Yeah, um, I'm out in Chinchilla, Queensland, so, um, yeah, a few hours west of Brisbane. Um, it's been pretty dry for a fair while now, actually, but um, we got some good rain recently. There's a block I hunt just out of town, like that's sort of got about... 160 mil over sort of three four weeks so it's uh yeah it's been pretty wet at the moment but yeah before that like the dry spell's been going for a fair while so do you um when you guys get the rain um when i where i grew up in mutterborough we used to have the creeks just uh down down below the, the town did you guys yep. get um mad midges and, and sand flies and all that when the your rain comes um, at the moment, yeah, the, the actual flies have been really bad at the moment. Um, but yeah, they're during the day, and then it sort of switches over at night time. The mozzies are really bad, so yeah, okay. um, yeah, not so much midges as such at the moment. But yeah, just flies and mozzies are just out of control. <laughs> yeah, no, just a memory every time. Uh, I haven't been yeah. out, out west for a while, and every time the rain comes, I always get that terrible feeling of the the flies are coming in. The, that yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. Oh. All right, mate. So, um, so you're in Chinchilla. Uh, you've been drowned by rain. So, have you been been hunting lately? Um, yeah, I've sort of I've been out for a couple of runs lately. Um, with the rain, it's sort of, oh, I reckon it's just put the scatter on the pigs. So, um, there's a block I hunt just out of town, and um, it's about. Three and a half thousand acres of cultivation um, with a bit of water through it, and just runs up into the neighbours have got two big ridges, um, just of just pure snot, sort of scrubby country. Um, yeah, so before the rain was actually really good. Like I probably over a two to three month period, I probably pulled about thirty eight pigs off there. Um, biggest one probably going one hundred and twelve live weight and couple of sort of 90 kilo fellas um but yeah i've just sort of noticed just the last two runs i've done out there the grass has shot up to about bull bar height and yeah just not even a jump so it's just put the scatter on the pigs i think gone long gone yeah long gone so <laughs> yeah, I, don't know, I don't know if they're hanging back up in the hills or um yeah but anyway i might try putting a few redumps out or something and just see what i can work I and mean, just yeah, just got to try a different angle, I think. So, mate, um, how, how did it all start for you, for, for your pig hunting? Um, firstly, you only do pig hunting, I'm guessing? Um, no, I do a bit of deer shooting as well. Deer so, shoot? I started probably when I was, I reckon I would have been a baby. So Baby, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, dad, dad used to take us out. Um, yeah, like they had, he had big plastic containers that the dry food went in and he had the... I used to get bathed in those. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it all started. So he's actually, my whole family's uh, Kiwis. So okay. uh, um, my family come over um, oh, probably 30 years ago now. Mm. Um, 
and they dad's a big deer hunter from New Zealand and yeah just got into pig hunting in, in Australia um, and you know we we go up to sort of Gympie and Kilcoy do a bit of deer shooting okay. um, and yeah time to time we fly back to New Zealand we'll go you know go over to the raw um, do a bit of goat shooting and yeah deer shooting over there and um, catch up with family and then yeah vice versa they'll they'll organise holidays and come over here and we take them out pigging and yeah so it works out pretty good but yeah best of both worlds really yeah so um so where did it all start for you mate where whereabouts what location were you did you um, when, when did you when your parents got off the boat whereabouts did you whereabouts did you land yeah they were in Brisbane to start with oh poor things um yeah <laughs> so yeah, they've, they've always been Brisbane, and yeah, we'd just go out hunting on school holidays, and um, yeah, eventually go from there, and yeah, I, as I got older, I loved the country that much, I got set up with the city and moved out to Chinchilla, um, and yeah, so moved out with my wife, and yeah, we love it out here, so. Yeah, and um, what do you do out there, mate, if you don't mind me saying, other than, other than tough bore industries? Yeah, so... Recently, I was the RACQ fellow at here, so I did that for six years. Um, yeah, just flat out in a little RACQ ute, going out, doing all the odd jobs and driving a tilt tray, all that sort of thing. And it was a pretty casual sort of job and, yeah, easy for me to knock off and go hunting. Um, <laughs> it's always handy. But, yeah, it wasn't too bad, but um, recently I sort of, I've got a couple of mates that work for Ergon and... They sort of pushed me to go for this job locally, and yeah, I got a job with Ergon now. So, oh, ripper! Um, yeah, it's unreal, mate. It's they really look after you, and uh, I wish I'd done it earlier, really. So, yeah. so do we blame you when there's no power? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be the one out there fixing it. So. Yeah, that's all right then. As long as you're fixing it. <laughs> yeah. So no, I've been away. It's only really recent, actually. So I've been away for three re- three weeks training in Rockhampton, and. Um, yeah, just got back and just getting stuck into it now, so... So, mate, you're um, in Chinchilla uh, with Ergon. Uh, how about your family? You've, you, we've, we've, we've struggled uh, organising this, you and me. Um, we've both... <laughs> I've got a, a new... Oh, I shouldn't say newborn. She's eight months now, but um, have you got... Yeah. you got a wife and kids, mate? Yeah, so we've got a wife, Carla, and um, young fella, he's six months old, so... Oh, you got the yeah. boy. Yeah, little boy, yeah, so I'm keen for him to get going and... I'll be able to take him hunting, so yeah, I yeah, got a girl. Can't wait for that to happen. I got a girl, and all I wanted was a boy. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't say that, but uh, no, she's she's awesome. But uh, I want a boy. I want a hunting partner. I want a, she'll be coming hunting. Don't, don't worry about that. But oh, I, I, yeah, don't worry, girls. There's plenty of girls that hunt. Yeah, no, my oldest, she loves hunting. Uh, she's only been once, but she uh, she definitely she's more of a fisherman actually. She loves catching a brim. I don't know how she. Every time I go fishing with them, we always catch a uh, dirty old brim. So, I'll, ta- I'll take I'll take her uh, fishing, and I'll take the new one pigging. So, see how we go. Yeah. So. No plans for number three, or uh, yeah, a while away, mate. We've um, yeah, the partner just got accepted into the um, into the army. So, um, oh, nice. we're uh, we might be heading up north. Oh, she'll do her training. Then we're going to head up to either Darwin or um, Townsville, hopefully, and. Um, I'll need a new boat. I've already requested yeah. that, so um, I'll need a new boat, and I'll have to sort out a buggy, and I'll have to. Oh, just, there's lots of things I need to do, but um, 
I'll have to start filming people up there at Darwin, so I'll have to... It'll be exciting, exciting times. So I'm looking forward to Darwin and Townsville. So oh, I'm not... you'll be in the right area anyway. Yeah, fun. yeah. Well, I've got a big Cape trip planned this year, and if we get Townsville, it's going to make the fuel bill a lot cheaper. So um, yeah. I'm kind of hoping hoping that uh, that that happens. But fingers crossed, we'll see how we go. It's a, it's a slow process. <laughs> so, oh, that's all good. so, Brett, how... Um, how did you start Tough Boar Industries, mate? How how did that all go about? And tell us uh, tell us the story probably, about Tough Boar Industries. Probably about oh six six or so years ago. Yeah, we sort of I started getting a few more dogs and just breastplates that weren't really fitting right. And, um, yeah. Anyway, we just sort of thought we'll do something on the side and no experience. We just bought a machine and just had a bit of playing around for a little while and yeah the, the missus is pretty good at it um she's sort of a bit of a perfectionist so um yeah we sort of pumped out a few products and it just got better and better over time and yeah just grew from there so which has been good so she does all the hard work and you get to play with the toys <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> I, I do a few of the odd little jobs like i might do some bags or you know, yard couplers and some fiddly stuff and she she does the rest plates and yeah we just sort of tag team the machine it gets a workout so oh that's good that's good yeah so at least we can uh, which is it's a benefit for me because you know i can say i'm going pigging and she's stuck on the machine <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> at least i'm not leaving orders behind so at least she can do a bit yeah, yeah. Oh, they're gonna yeah, do it sounds bad <laughs> no no the, the, the girls are gonna do something while they're looking after a baby it's not <laughs> yeah. oh, oh i tell you what so she's she's um she's off work but oh boy was i wrong i thought oh yeah no <laughs> yeah well We'll get heaps more done. This is going to be bloody good, you know, and yeah. catch up on orders. Like, we're out to, you know, a six to eight week wait most of the times. We're, we're just flat out. And, yeah. Um, I thought, oh, yeah, should be able to get on top of things. And, oh, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know the feeling. Um, yeah, I reckon it's gone the other way. <laughs> yeah, it's hard work uh, having, having a newborn and uh, trying to make videos I, i've i've tried and made videos and well not make you're you're making plates but i'm making videos and yeah it's just so difficult i um you know, some days i sit wake up in the middle of the night going oh gosh i need to do that i need to do this um it's frightening it's very frightening but we'll we'll, we'll get through it it's just one of those things so so mate yeah. what, what what do you sell at tough bore industries i know what you sell but let's tell the tell the listeners um yeah we uh we got the Garmin range, so just all the Garmin side and accessories, and then um, yeah, the sewing side. We do bags, tracking collar covers, um, knife sheaths, breastplates, just yeah, virtually the whole range. So um, yeah, it keeps us flat out. We do the yard collars with the the embroidery rings and phone numbers. So we've been doing that since day dot, and um, yeah, it's been been pretty good. So. That's probably one of our top sellers is the odd colours with the name and phone numbers. So. Oh yeah, yeah. So we oh we make heaps. Of them. <laughs> like they're just flat out. There's just orders every day for them. So yeah. And um, yeah. is it is it is it mainly online or social media? How how do you go about um, selling, mate? Yeah, so we got we got a Facebook page and a bit of an Instagram going, but it's mainly the website. So like the website's pretty flat out. Um, I guess, yeah, they probably get the whips 
outside of social media, but um, and then the orders just come through via email, it's the way the website's set up, so it's, it's pretty easy for us, really. We just get an email of an order and place it in the queue, and off we go, so. So away. Yeah, that's it. So, mate, so, um, so you tell us a bit about, so so you got your yard collars, what, what, um, is, do your breastplates, what kind of material are you using? Because I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, obviously social media getting flooded with um, with all these different products. What kind of material are you using? And, and give us a bit of a rundown what you um what you protect your hounds with. Yeah, no worries. So back in the day, like I think sort of the old standard, you know, there was the seatbelt, you know, seatbelt and mesh. There's um, people use shade cloth, fly hose. Um, we, we did the, the breezeway mesh and seatbelt for a fair while. Um, and then we started... I did a bit of research into, um, yeah, like sort of puncture-proof sort of material, Kevlar's and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I had been trialling for a fair while um, a product and, yeah, sort of, there's there's a few people using it now. Um, It's become quite popular. Um, But, yeah, it's it's actually a, a Dyneema fabric, so... Oh, it's, it's like a UHNWPE is the abbreviation for it, but it's 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 like your Dyneema Winthrop's just into a fabric, really. So um, it's a plastic-based sort of type material. Um, and it's it's very cool for the dogs. Like, it's um, to touch it, it just always seems to be cool to touch. So, but it's, there's a few good facts about it. Like, it's um, compared to Kevlar, um, so... The Dyneema fabric is actually, like, it's not fully water resistant, but it, it sort of repels the water, like the water um, just beads off it. Okay. Um, yeah, whereas compared to, like, Kevlar, it, Kevlar absorbs about 3.5% of its own weight in water. Ooh. So, yeah, there's a few, there's quite a few sort of benefits to this stuff, but, um, yeah, the, the sewing machine definitely knows what's going through it. <laughs> yeah, a bit, bit hard to get through, is it? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but no, it's been a great material. I haven't had anything go through it yet. So um, we, we use a, we offer like a seatbelt. We use that as our inner layers. Um, we have some other layers in there as well. But um, the outside, you know, people are getting fancy with this Cordura stuff. You know, they just like the looks of it. Um, or we, we can do seatbelt as well, so... Um, we can still use that material with a seatbelt outside, um, and we always do our, our sort of signature. We do three bits of seatbelt up the front with sort of a couple of kickbacks each side, and that's sort of our signature thing on our breastplates. Yeah. Okay. So um, so so, so roughly, how much hem are you selling, mate? Um, like you said, you got a, a eight week or eight to six week uh, wait waiting list. How how often are you selling these breastplates and making them? Oh yeah, probably. Every day. <laughs> Every day, so, yes. Yeah, we got, oh, we got, yeah, heaps going on. Like, we sort of, I guess, it's sort of definitely a bit harder now with the babies. So the missus is sort of trying to sew in between the baby <laughs> being awake and whatnot. But, yeah, yeah, she's slowly getting on top of orders and that sort of thing. But, yeah, we can, oh, it, it can range. We can pump out, you know, a fair few a week to, you know, sometimes it might alter and we're just doing yard collars and knife sheets and bags for a week or um, then we're back on the breastplates and, yeah, it, it varies so much with, with the industry, I guess. So. Yeah. 
Well, talk, talking about industry, mate. So, um, tell us, you've been doing six years now. That's a that's a while. Um, how? Tell us about how you find the the pig hunting industry and and how how you tell us how you feel about because looking at social media wise, I you know like pig hunting wise, I think it's changed a lot in the last five to six years. Um, but obviously, there's some good good that comes with it. But there's still some negatives. So. Can you tell us? Some, oh, definitely. How, how's, yeah. how's it make you feel, mate? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't, like, I guess there's a lot of good hunters on the same page as us. Like, I mean, I like to see hunters doing the right thing and, you know, putting breastplates on their dogs and all that sort of thing. Like, I, I guess I hate seeing videos online. You know, they've got four or five dogs on a 30 kilo pig and, <laughs> you yeah. know, stuff like that. Or, yeah, and you could have walked in and grabbed it yourself without the dog being on it. Yeah, yeah I, like, yeah, it's a bit of a hard thing because you know, like, well, you know yourself, you got a kid, and you want them to grow up and enjoy the way we hunted. But yeah, you, know, you just you get a bit worried with that sort of thing where you know they're posting all these videos, and you know it, it might get to a stage where things might change, you know, and it might might ruin a lot of things, and just because someone wanted to show a stupid video, so yeah. It's a it's a worrying worrying um very worrying feeling. Um, yeah, like it can have its benefits. Like you know, for us, you know, business owners and that sort of thing, it's it's really good. Like, um, yeah, it helps us a lot with with orders and you know new products, you know, product reviews, all that sort of thing. And do you, do you get many new hunters, mate? Like, have you got do you get like a, an odd email or a phone call saying, look, I've never hunted. I'm just bought a dog and I, I want to, you know. Yeah. Do you get that that yeah. often? Yeah, we get a lot of them. So they, yeah, they'll quite often. Yeah, they'll call up. Oh, I want a breastplate for me five months old dog or something, and I just I end up just calling them and having a yarn to them and just sort of, <laughs> you know like I can I'll I'll sell them a neck collar or something you know which can do them for a fair while and yeah. you know have out you know when he's 12, 14 months old, you know, he might be fully grown. We'll look at doing a breastplate for you. And, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I, could, I could be a dickhead and sell him a breastplate, but, yeah. you know, it's, at the end of the day, that dog's going to grow out of it within a couple of months. So exactly. there's just no point. Like, I'll, yeah, just do the right thing and have a yarn to him. That's when you send them my way and you tell them, hey, look, this is how you learn how to jump on the back of the ute. And then we'll, we'll start with <laughs> the basics first, eh? Let's, uh... Yeah, that's right, yeah. So... Yeah, and that's it. Like, you can throw a neck collar on a dog, and yeah, you know, well, especially a pup. You know, like the pup's not really going to do a, a lot for a little while. So, yeah. Nah, yeah. I, 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 I've heard guys saying we just keep them in the cage till two. I've heard guys keep them in a cage for for eighteen months. I, I personally don't. Oh, it depends really. You know, like if they're, I always, I did a lot of walking for hunting, so I, they kind of had to be in the lead with me. So. Yeah, always... it depends what you're doing, like if yeah. you stop and that sort of thing. Like I, I hunted a property for years and years that was um, a big sheep station, been in the family for 100 years, and the only reason I got onto that place was because a fella got kicked off from his dogs grabbing sheep. So yeah. um, I, from then on, I was probably very strict with my younger dogs. Like I'd have, my older dogs would be loose on the back of the buggy, but the younger dogs would be on a quick release, you know, until they've sort of proven themselves. And yeah. Takes a long That's time, eh? <laughs> oh, mate, I've had my main dog run, split a mob of 
were shaping to and keep going and my heart was going. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. We had one we had oh, we had a good one one day. We we didn't know what she, she must have been losing the marbles. She was getting older. And she just took off and it was a black cow and she just went ab like we were fanging it on the four wheeler to keep up with her and I was like, Oh shit. It's it's gonna be on here and I'm gonna have to you know what and I it's gonna be bad. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm either rolling this cow and tying this cow up and doing something with a dog that you don't want to be doing. You know, it's because you're going to lose your property. But yeah. she got right up with this cow and went, oh, it's a cow. And just turned back and jumped on the back of the bike. And I just, I, I remember just looking at my dad going, what just happened? And she just like looked at the cow and went, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry for that's it. good though. That's that's good. You'd praise that dog. For oh that yeah, we did, we did, and we, you know, just it was just a oh, the speed was just unbelievable. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, we're trying to keep up with her, and it's just she got the cow and just pulled up and said, oh, you don't need cow. Turned around and walked back to us. It was just like, oh shit. Yeah. Dad's heart's in his mouth and um, shit and nappies, <laughs> and it was just horrible. But um. So yeah. I guess you're going, but yeah, it's at the end of the day, the dog done the right thing. So yeah, yeah, she's a good dog. Um, we ended up giving it, selling to a mate, and they loved her. And she yeah, passed away, I think, last year. Um, yeah, right. Couldn't couldn't put his name as he top bloke. He'll um he'll, he'll give him a shout out. He'll uh, yeah, he loves that dog, and his missus always would. Uh, I put a post up with her the other day, the old Jaffa, hanging yeah. off hanging off a good good gnarly pig, and um his missus um. Put up a little post saying, "That's old Chubb." So she was a good dog, old Chubb. She she did very well for us. Um, long, she had a long long story. That dog, she got stolen. She got um, didn't get her back for about eight months. Um, yeah, amazing amazing life that dog had had. Um, yeah, very very interesting life. She just she she'd seen the the. Seen the bad and the worst, but she'd seen the love. But we got her back in the end after those pricks stole her in um, the stock squad. Actually, in Chinchilla, got her back for us. So, um, oh, right, eh? yeah, yeah, someone over there had a when we were living King of Roy, she I went for a, a hunt one night and um, she just disappeared. And I thought, ah, oh, this is weird. Um, tracking collars said she hasn't gone across the road, and I knew where she was, yeah, right. And I reckon they, these people picked her up and um. Yeah, we didn't see it for eight months, and then uh, I don't know. Drama around here, like we sort of there's I know a fair few farmers, and yeah, we get the odd people driving through, like driving from Tara or Kingaroy, Nanango way, and they just run roads and cause mayhem. Yeah, well that's 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 what's happened. These people run roads. I had this block I hunted, and you could only really walk it. It was you wouldn't really you couldn't hunt it any other way because it was just wasn't. wasn't safe to hunt in the ute because you, you you'd be going across a property to another property, so it was just oh, yeah, yep. you just walk the paddock and then you go back to the ute and that's how I did it, you know, because it was just melon hole country, long long grass, so yeah, most of the pigs would be bedded up. But um, anyway, enough about my stories. So I could go on for <laughs> anyway. So mate, yeah. get, get, keep going about this industry. Um, tell us tell us what you've seen and and heard and the the changes that's happened over the last six years. Oh, well, I guess a lot of, like I was saying, those yard collars, like, you know, you sort of see nearly everyone's offering that now, you know, embroidery. So um, that was like our top seller. So I think a few other people have caught on to that and bought themselves an embroidery machine. And, yeah, yard collars are 
it's amazing how many yard colours you sell. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll put 20, even 30 out a week sometimes. Like, it's all right, eh? It's unreal. Like, so, you know, you, you make more money doing yard colours than breastplates. So. Oh, yeah, but, um, yeah, and then, you know, it's just, I guess the, the, the whole industry changed. Everyone's trying to get into this cut-proof fabric, so... Um, yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a game changer. Um, yeah, and yeah, like I said, I haven't had any of mine come, but yeah, we sort of offer the seat belt up the front, which has been a big thing. You know, that's where you cop most of your hits and, yeah. and that sort of thing. So there's an extra layer of seat belt up the front. Um, that Cordura, you know, even though it's fancy, it is thin. So, you know, it, it will tear and look shaggy after a while and that sort of thing but yeah it's just what people have been wanting lately so yeah give, um, give the customer what they want eh? yeah that's it like we sort of offer it but yeah still had our signature seatbelt up the front and kickback sort of thing on a bit of an angle and yeah that sort of protected the whole front end up and it was only really the cordura down the sides then so which wasn't copping that much of a flogging mm-hmm. um but yeah, so it's, it's probably the biggest change really over the last sort of six years, like compared to the old breezeway mess or, um, you know, shade cloth sort of thing. So a lot of people still running, running fire hose and that sort of thing. And I remember um, the old boy making fire hose breastplates. <laughs> yeah, like they, they're still good, don't get me wrong. Like they, everyone, everyone has their own sort of way of doing things. And, you know, up north, you know, there's a lot of people where they've got, you know, some good toothy sort of pigs and that yeah the fire hole fire hose sort of holds up real well against them so yeah yeah, yeah no he, he used to make it just because uh, this is the days before social media so um yeah yep. the old yeah the old rivets or whatever it was and yeah, i remember remember him down there playing around making dog crates and um no oh, just farting around it was always good to watch um yeah well, yeah he, he still does the odd leather one, you know, and yeah, look, yeah, there's people out there still running those sides of things. So yeah, I think he sold his leather one a couple of months ago. Oh no, no, I think he might have. No, he might have kept it. Yeah, he had one leather that one leather one there, and it would have been ah, uh, the dog would have cried. I reckon every time I went into it because it just looked, looked felt horrible. I reckon. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, I reckon if you couldn't kill the pig, you'd just throw the, the bloody leather breastplate in it and probably... Yeah, anyway, it was a horrible-looking thing, and it was... It obviously had been sitting there for 10 years and not moved. Probably longer, actually. Probably it stiff. has been a bit stiff. Yeah, it was a bit stiff. It was a lot... Anyway. Yeah, yeah that's so. sort of the benefit to that material we're using. Yeah, it's very flexible and light. You can virtually roll the breastplate up. Oh, wow. Um, so, and then... Yeah, custom sizing, so we could work with the customer through the sizing side of things, and um, yeah, we've sort of been specialising in a bit of a step-up breastplate, so um, we, we do the belly strap where it's all adjustable as well, but um, we do a step-up where it sort of just fits the dog, and yeah, she's all, all snug then, so. Okay, so mate, what um what kind of hands do you run? Um, so I've got, I got five at the moment. Um... My oldest dog, which is my main dog, he's about seven. Yeah. Um, so he's a wolfhound Arab, and I say to people, I reckon he's he's that dog that you'll get once in a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I fucking had to get him first. <laughs> so, 
Anyway, so he's um, he's like just he's one of those dogs that's just very smart and just yeah jumps on and off for you, but he'll he'll yodel at eighty k an hour down the road. Yeah, um, and just yeah, he's. He's a very good dog and very good around the house too, like with kids and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and goes a long way. Like he'll go, you know, K, 2K sometimes and, you know, one out with a big ball. Yeah. Um, he's just, yeah, he's very good on the nose. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in saying that too, I think that sort of um, comes with um, what he had as a young dog. Like, you know, you go back five, six years ago, I was around Gundawindi, I was, you know, 30, 40 pigs a weekend, you know, whereas, yeah. You, yeah, you go down that way now and you're probably flat out, you know, certain areas, you know, catching five or ten, so. Yeah, no, I know the feeling. Yeah, so he had the numbers back on they were good, um, that's what's made him a good dog today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got, I got another sort of backup dog for him, Chase. Um, he's a Wolfhound cross as well. He's sort of... He's not as good on the nose, but he's probably the hardest dog I've owned. Like, we've had um, other dogs bail up, you know, good pigs, and he just hits them like a freight train and just gets ragdolled into a fence and all that sort of thing. <laughs> so, he's, he's a boxer. He, yeah, he's hard as nails. He's bloody Muhammad Ali, that fella. So, <laughs> um, just no fear. doesn't matter what size pig it is. He'll just hit it 100 mile an hour. Um yeah, so there's him, and then I got two Kelpies. So um, I got, oh, I got about an eight-year-old Kelpie. She's she's unreal too. She sort of grew up with that that main dog tank. So um, yeah, she's had all the numbers that he's had, and yeah, she'll go out on her own and bail up pigs and all that sort of thing. And yeah, you can throw her over a fence, and she'll pull a pig up in a paddock. You throw her over first, and that sort of thing. Um, what do you prefer, mate? Do you prefer uh, luggers or bailers? Um, it sounds like, well, like you, you use them together, which is kind of what we do. Yeah, I use them together, so I don't, I don't mind using both. Like I, I'll keep keep the luggers sort of clipped on, and I can throw a bailer off here and there, and I know they're going to keep a bail, and I can keep going after the mob and yeah, drop, yeah. drop big big meathead off or something. And yeah, uh, you don't want to the the meathead. Yeah, so. yeah. No, that's that's um, good. That's all. So you got another th- two to go. So two, yeah, what's the other so, kelpie? Um, that that red kelpie. She actually um she come off my ute, um and she tore the ligaments away from the bone. So she had a pretty big operation there, um, and that sort of put her out of action. And like, she's a very good little kelpie. So I thought oh, I'll get her a bit of an apprentice. So um, picked up another little black kelpie. Um, yeah, and funny story about him. Um, we actually adopted him, so um, hmm. we said we got him from the. Uh, I was like a Kelpie sort of rescue, um, and the um, the lady there, she's the foster mum for him. Said, um, "Have you had a Kelpie before?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, I've had a couple of Kelpies," and she said, "Well, this one is full on, like, <laughs> like don't." Like, I'm serious, this, this kelpie is just nuts, like, and I said, yeah, you know, told her my whole family, you know, I go hunting, you know, 
three times, three to four times a week, whenever, you know, all that sort of thing. He'll, he'll get a bit of work and all this sort of thing. And, um, anyway, yeah, we got him up here and holy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching him right now. So that red telfy's on the ground laying down and he's just pacing back and forth in front of her. Like, he's just, get up you know, and, get up and play. Eight o'clock in the little something. Yeah. <laughs> so, get up yeah, and play. Come on, hurry up. <laughs> he is just, yeah, he's mental, but he's super quick and, um, yeah, he's been out bailing a few good pigs on his own, so he's, he's getting there. He's only sort of a year and a half or something at the moment, so, okay. yeah, he's doing all right. And then, yeah, the last one's a little pup, actually, so I got... I did. Um, so local... I saw you put this post up the other day, I think. I think you put a... You might have put a bit of a, an Instagram shot up or something of a pup. Yeah, so that was... Um, so my main dog... Um, I actually run all D sex dogs, so well, uh, um, that's a bit of a different story for some people. Some people think it affects them, and I, I can prove them wrong. So, <laughs> yeah, all my dogs do everything, and even better than some dogs at a whole. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I sort of, in saying that, I do regret getting my main dog D sex when he was a pup. So, um, I found he was actually a chinchilla dog. Yep. Um, and I found, I ran into a fellow one day and turns out he had uh, the direct sister. So, um, and she was she was all good to go. And yeah, he, he gave me a message one day and said she's on heat. And um, yeah, I got my neighbour's catahoula across. Um, and yeah, we, we put that over her. So she's Wolfhound Arab. And um, yeah, so he's a bit of a catahoula bulldog bit of a mixed Arab thing and <laughs> um, yes anyway I got a pup out of that and you put them side by side and I'll tell you what they look he looks like a reincarnation of him eh? oh good hopefully, yeah, hopefully so, it's like him yeah he's got some big shoes to fill that's for sure <laughs> so yeah but anyway so no that's that's the five of them so. The five? so what kind of what kind of country you hunt mate you, you touched on it before but what's the um Obviously, you, you, you do your cultiv- cultivations, but what else do you do, mate? What's the... Um, yeah, we got a, uh, we do a bit out um, Kilcoy way, a bit of deer shooting. Um, yeah. we got got a bit of private property out there, and they get the odd pigs through there. Um, but in saying that, I've, I don't really go there that often because the last thing you want to do, we spend, you know, two hours walking up a hill and the dogs run down it in ten minutes, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. So... Um, yeah, I like the flat country a bit better. So yeah, we go out. Oh, we got country out, sort of Bolin. Um, yeah, up, oh, Tambo or Gathella way. That's a good. Um, that's a good spot. I like them. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, so it's been dry out there lately. They got they got some good rain there just recently. They got uh, the farmer. Um, I actually went to school with him. He manages the place out there, but yeah. um, where'd you go yeah, to school? Got, uh, Wavel Heights in Brisbane. Wavel Heights, oh, yeah, no, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, so he, they got 170 mil overnight there just recently, so. Yeah, that's all right. Jeez. Yeah, so there's been gullies running water that haven't run gullies for like 30 years, he reckons. Far out. So, or one of the neighbours reckons, but yeah, so, yeah, there's all out that way, and, um, yeah, all around Chinchilla here, Gunda Windy, um, yeah, a bit around sort of Taraway. Um, yeah, a bit all over the place, really. So. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you like driving. 
That's the way I'd like it, but it doesn't work, doesn't work yeah. for me. Yeah, I have a fair few dry runs as well, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't think you're a proper pig owner until you have a couple of dry runs, so. Oh, yeah, that's it. Mm. So, mate, so, what, what uh, kind of toys you got? And um, Do you do big trips? Um, you know, like, yeah. tell us your toys and, and tell us, do you do, like, obviously you mentioned New Zealand before, but do you all do Cape trips and Northern Territory trips and stuff like that? Yeah, so, no worries. Well, i got, um... I got a, oh, I got a V8 Cruiser. It's my Ute, um, dual cab V8 Cruiser, um, and I'm just, well, I had a reasonably big trailer, but I'm going bigger again. So I've just, I'm in the process of building one, um, and it's nearly, I've nearly done the base of the trailer. It's all gal dipped and got the floor down, all that sort of thing. So it's going to be a pretty hectic toy haul. So it's got, um, I'll have my buggy go on the back. I've got a Honda 1000. Yep. Um, I did have a Yamaha before that, um, and it was all decked out, and I sold that um, and bought the Honda. So I've actually, it's going down down to Scotty's um, at Ashwood Fab Shop there. He's going to deck it out for us. Good on him. Good old Scotty. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, he's done me a bit of a drawing, and, yeah, it's going to be pretty flash toolboxes. Oh, yeah, he's good, eh? Little, all laser cut, everything like it's going to be a flash, flash mm. setup on it. Like, um, yeah, uh, compressors, water tanks, all sorts. So, um, yeah, he, he does some sexy that. work, doesn't he? Yeah, he seems to work full time. He's yeah. flat out. Yeah, he does some um, sexy stuff. Oh, oh, he sends me photos, and I'm like, ah, oh, God, yeah. I, I wish I could afford that. <laughs> yeah, it's all going to be me, like black and. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be full on. So I've actually got the Honda one thousand dash five, so it's a five seater. Um, so in the in the tub in the back, it's actually got two fold up dicky seats. Um, so for that reason, the reason I went that one was uh, with having the fold up dicky seats, it's got extra large like shocks and heavy duty suspension in the back. Um, so when I rip all that tub off and the uh, the roof and cage that comes with it being a five-seater. Um, yeah, once the cage goes on, I know it's going to be able to handle the weight. So that was sort of a bit of issues with the other buggies I've had in the previous. You know, you put dogs and jerry cans and whatnot on there and they sort of sag in the rear end. Yeah. So, yeah, this thing's definitely going to be able to hold it. So um, the shocks in the back of it are nearly the same size as the front shocks in my V8 Cruiser, right? It's, it's full on. Far so, out. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> how fast yeah. is that? How fast is the Honda go, mate? Uh, 106. I've had it up to on the bitumen. Yeah. So <laughs> Fa- fast enough, then. So fast enough, yeah. yeah. So they're actually the only one on the market with a gearbox. So it's actually got um, paddle shift in it and everything. So it's it's quite a nice buggy to drive, actually. So after I have, to, I have um, to come out and have a look because I'll be um yeah I'll, be, I'll take you for a run <laughs> yeah I don't want to drive I'll, I'll just put me pennies away and work out what I want I thought I was going to go Yamaha but uh you I think a few of you have got Grant and Hunt's got uh he's also got um his his uh, Honda as well so yeah he's people, got seven hundred I think yeah a few people are getting these Hondas so I have to have a look 
talked to him the other day because I got him to do some measurements in the Hilux and he was, yep. t- he was telling me what he, he, he you know, his ideas and I, I get a horn straight away looking at it and talking about it so um, yeah. oh he's just doing well, he's, he's a top bloke like literally anyone looking for anything go see him because yep. I live in Chinchilla and you know Scotty's willing to drive up and meet me like sort of halfway to take the buggy off my hands you know like how many yeah. business owners do you know that would sort of do that for you, like... Um, but not many, probably none. Yeah, probably that's none. right, you know, so he's, yeah, and then he's going to drop it back off to me when he's heading up north, and I think he's going to, might stay the night, and I'll take him for a hunt, so... Ooh. Um, yeah, which would be pretty good, so... That'll be right. Yeah, I've got to go. When I, uh, if we, when my partner graduates to the army stuff, I'll probably pop through that way and say g'day to him and um, see him, yeah. so I've got to try and organise that with him, I've, I only spoke to him on FaceTime the other day, so he's a uh, yeah, top bloke, so I, I can't wait to meet him in person. And, and, oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, he's going to do a top job on this buggy tray. And, um, but, yeah, so it's going to be all decked out, so the buggy goes at the back of the trailer. Um, and then I've got a two-wheeler. So um, I sold a two-wheeler a fair while ago, and I, I regretted selling it, so I told the missus I'm going to buy another one. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Because that old Kelpie, she's that eight-year-old Kelpie. She's pretty handy. She she jumps up and rides the fuel tank. So yeah, um, oh, yeah a few times I can yeah I can run through the bush and yeah get get ahead of a lot of the fellas that are on quads and buggies and that sort of thing. And yeah, she'll just jump off the fuel tank and bail them up. So yeah, which is pretty, pretty handy. So I missed missed that. Like trying to go trying to put a buggy through some thick timber takes a bit of bit of work <laughs> sometimes yeah. so it just starts getting uh, a bit painful eh? yeah you can do some damage too <laughs> and all you're thinking is the avs as you're hitting the uh yeah i i just think on all the yeah, rub, so, all the uh, stuff underneath as you're running through running through rubble yeah, yeah that's it um yeah and then so there's going to be a big double rooftop tent folds over at the front um yeah, the motorbike goes into, like, in front of the buggy, it goes into, like, a dog box, so you can actually lock the two-wheeler in the dog box, but at the same time, when you arrive at camp, you can unload the two-wheeler and throw a couple of dogs in there to split them up. Oh, that's the guy. Yeah, and then off the top of that, it's going to be a big tinny rack that runs to the back, so I can throw a tinny up on top. Oh, mate, um, wherever you're going, I'm, gonna, I'm coming with you up north. This sounds <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, so it's, um, I've had a few trailers before, I've gone from two quad bikes to a buggy, and sort of, yeah, this is my third trailer, and I'm doing it right this time, I'm I'm sick of building trailers, that's for sure. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, at least you got the V8 to, uh, to, 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 to drag it along, it'll be good. Uh, I think I'm going to need a clutch and tune. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> but, <right> <laughs> <there>. <laughs> Re- remap. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, but at least, I mean, it's a good excuse to tell the missus that I need a clutch of the tune, so. Well, hopefully she doesn't listen to this and we'll be right. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah. So, mate, do you, do you do trips up north? Like, do you head up to the Territory or the Cape? or and if, um, What do you do up there if you do? I've done the odd trip to New Zealand, you know, and, yeah, like I was saying, done all that. Um, just recently, actually, so my mate... Um, that has that Tambo block. He's the manager out there. Went to school with him. Um, <clears throat> it's been a while coming. You know, I've sort of, well, I've probably been going there for a little while. But yeah, I've finally managed to get onto their sort of big, big mother block up north. So, okay. Um, yeah, so we're actually going up there this year for my dad's sixtieth. So we're doing a bit of a birthday trip for him. And yeah, it's up just out of Georgetown. So. Oh, yeah, near, near Gregory Dan, oh, Gregory, not Gregory Dan, um, oh, I can't remember the place. Yep, no, you're right, keep going, sorry, yeah, I was trying to think yeah, of a location, so um, the, the prop- there's way. a couple of big properties up there. Yeah, private property, and yeah, so we're heading up there, and um, yeah, so it's, it's going to be really good, um, they have had a couple of recent sightings of salties, so yeah, like, <laughs> be careful up there, so. The, the bail is um, out first. interesting to get a bit of crop off them they'll be um yeah they'll be different different kind of pigs if they're getting crop up there that, that golf country be, be oh that's right yeah yeah no, there's only there's pretty much only one fellow that does crop up there so some people probably know what i'm talking about but <laughs> 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 um but yeah so no it should be should be bloody good so it was sort of um yeah i'm just thankful that my mate I went to school with was able to get me on there so because yeah. um, he is quite strict on who he lets on so oh, yeah, they've got to be these days you know oh like, that's it yeah, yeah so too many dickheads ruin it for us and you know I I say that like you know, I say that with with sorrow and all that because you know this industry's oh, you know it's getting better but also at the same time it's getting harder and it's going to get harder if we don't look after it so you know it's good to hear you take your dogs with the vets and all that you know that's that's a big yeah, thing that's so. right, yeah no that's it i'd rather you know that they're my sort of weapon of choice so i'd rather look after them and you yeah. know if they need a vet bill or i'm happy to pay it because you know they'll keep working for me in the future so yeah, yeah so yeah but yeah no it should be a good trip up there for the birthday so yeah, no, September, prime time, September. So um, yeah, they should be uh, harvesting around then. So yeah, it could be even better. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on. Hopefully, they get. Oh, depends where you are. If you have got a big river near, you, um, big rain normally calls big barra. So um, makes yeah, the barra, that's so. that's another thing. Actually, like, I think Dad's more keen on catching a barra than actually catching pigs. Has, so. he, has he caught one before? No, no. Yeah, they, they, that, be that, his first, first barra, so he's keen on doing a bit of barra fishing, and yeah, see how we go. Yeah, just make sure he stands back from the banks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so oh, there's been a bit of a there's a bit of a lagoon sort of waterhole behind the actual um, owner's house, actually. So they've sort of 
been a couple of signings of a big fella that's moved in there. Yeah. Um, those, those things give me the heebie-jeebies, eh? Uh, yeah, mm. I'm not, yeah no, I'm a bit worried about my dogs, actually, because I've, you know, I've hunted Gundawindi, you know, yeah. even out here with the Condamite River, and my dogs are just sort of grown up with no fear of water. They just go straight through the water, swim yep. down the side and keep going. And, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all right for them to go through and get up the other side, but... Fuck, I don't want to do it. <laughs> no. I, I, Dad always had a rule when we hunted the Cape or wherever we were. It was always just, just chain them up. You know, that was just one thing we had was they were on the quick releases. And, yeah, we had yeah. what we had. You've got the older dog. He'll he'll whinge if he smells them. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I guess, you know, you've got enough country up there. Like, you know, you can sort of probably, if they stay on the right same side of the river as you, you, know, you, can, you can probably run them down a fair way. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's the thing. Like, you, you let them let them take their take their first few decisions and hang yeah. back. You know, we had one there. He was sitting in the water, and he was like, "Oh, this is up in the territory." One time, we we drive along, and we had um, who was with us? Uh, had Trace Cronin, uh, his son, um, Jack, a few other boys. Anyway, they they motored past this pig and. Yeah. He was sitting in the water. You know how they they sit in the lagoons and they eat they eat the um the leaves and the mussels. Oh yeah, yeah. He must have been underwater, I reckon, because there was four quads that passed him, and Shit. my dad and I are putting along. I think I I pulled up for a pee or something, and anyway, this thing stood out of the water, and holy crap, it was like how'd you miss that? <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, dad just said to me, just yeah, you know, we'll give each other hand signals and he just said stop you know and we stopped and this pig just just got up and he saw us and he just you know headed headed away from the water because we knew there were crocs in there and um yeah. anyway the dogs bailed him up and um 303 got him in the eyeball so um he fell over and that was oh, that's a go. yeah yeah it was one of the, the you know one of those moments the, the old boy was sitting on just behind me in the left shoulder and he was kind of saying you know Dogs coming left, dogs coming right. You know, making sure we're communicating. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm watching the dog, but I'm sitting against this tree. And they had him bowed for about thirty seconds, and he just, uh, he's sitting. They had, the, they had him sitting down, and he just looked at me, and I was straight in the eyeball. And it was a great feeling. You know, one of those moments you just never get out of your head. Like, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, but, um, that'd be good. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Like, we're going up there for you know two weeks or so, and. Yeah, if the big dogs, they, you know, tire out, you know, I've got those Kelpies, we'll do a bit of bailing, yeah. bailing and shooting, so, which would be alright. Nothing wrong with that, that's alright, that's the, I reckon yeah. it's a bit more fun sometimes, it's good to get the old yeah. luggers in there too, so. i got, um, i got a, a mate's dog there, I might take up, it's, um, it's a stag hand cross Kelpie, so it just looks like a Kelpie, you know, 150 mil tall sort of thing. <laughs> Steroids. And, um, yeah. It can motor, eh? <laughs> oh, I was, um, I don't know, Jamie O'Toole, he's got a stag there. Oh, he's got a couple. He had a stag and a deer hand. And, oh, yeah. I've never watched, I've never really hunted with them. And Dad always raves about the stags and how, um, years ago, Trace, Trace, I think Trace Cronin had one and they were out near Tambo Way. And the stag, oh, yeah. the stag would go along and, and, and pull up a pig and he just motored to the next one and pull up another one. I think Trace was just, on the four wheeler or in the old Hilux, just you know, this is the days when they were boxing them, 
and um, oh, yeah, yeah. he was he was this that fast you know, that would go to each you know because obviously you know you know what it's like out there it's all downs country and once you're yeah. out in the, once you're out in the flat there's nowhere to go so um yeah that's right <laughs> the old stag made made light work of him but um yeah I, once seeing Jamie O'Toole's um, stag crosses oh the speed and the and the intelligence was was awesome to watch so. They're unreal, eh? Like, I, this one that my mate's got, um, he's local as well. We take it out all the time with us. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, we went out to Winton recently, actually. So That's right, yeah. Let's talk about yeah. Winton. How'd you go? Yeah. yeah, pretty good. I think we got, um, what I say, 38 or 39 pigs out there in four. Yeah, four that's right, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so um, I saw some pictures. If you guys, if you haven't gone across, go to Tough Boar Industries. Or check out Brett and have a look at his pictures. There's some big toothy, um, toothy hogs on there. So have a go and have yeah. a look. They, um, you know, it wasn't. I was actually. Long story short, I was a little bit annoyed actually. So the farmer called me up, said you need to get out here. The pigs are out of control. Um, I was like, right, let me let me get organised. And um, so I organised it for a week um, with my mate. And anyway. I let him know. I was like, right, I've organised these dates. We'll be out there. And he goes, oh, look, <coughs> sorry, I had to get the rooster out. Um, <laughs> he's taken, he got like something ridiculous, you know, like 10 or 12 over 100 kilos. Yeah. Like just, Does your head just, know? Yeah, I was like, you're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, we still went out there and, yeah, we still had a ball. We caught, we only probably got one, one good 70, 80 kilo live fella. Um, the rest was all just sort of mob pigs, but it was good good work for the younger dogs. Like, we just ran the Kelpies on the headboard, really, um, and that, that stag Kelpie. Um, but, yeah, that stag Kelpie, like, it, like I got a, that little black Kelpie that I was saying is full on. Um, <laughs> ADHD. <laughs> yeah, like, he's... <laughs> I swear, but he, he's mad, that thing. So, anyway, that stag Kelpie was just bloody putting meters on him like and like that's saying something <laughs> yeah so they're quick dogs oh so. yeah they're, they're, they're lightning quick um so how'd you how tell us about how that that went down you got 38 in four days was it <clears throat> yeah so we sort of um it's different country hey like you sort of uh, i've never been to winton before and oh, it's just boring oh, Boring as batshit, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> There's just nothing. It's it really amazes you. Like anyone who hunts, you know, a lot of, you know, timbered country and you know, whatever grain country, you know, you can sort of, you can think about where the pigs are going. But whereas out at Winton, it's like well, yeah. you just second guess yourself. Like where are these pigs living? Like they're, yeah, you know, we're we're pulling them off dams. Yeah. You know, there's, a, there's a model that, you know, 10 or 15 come off a dam and it's like, you know, 10K to any sort of tree. Like, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's it, just unreal. It is unreal. We, um, when I was, uh, when we were living in Munnaburra, there was a block in between Munnaburra and Winton. And <clears throat> I, I used to love going there because um, it was one of those places where the pig numbers were there, but you'd never know unless you walked out, you know, it was, you had to go and drive around it to, you know, you, if you're a roo shooter, you wouldn't know they're there, but if you had dogs, yeah. you'd do all right. Yep. Um, we, yeah, like we went, I think they were, me and dad went up there for one weekend. I can't remember how many we got, but 
um, good good little boxing pigs, you know, like 40, 50 kilos, um, you know, with the odd, I think we got a, oh, I'm not sure, the big, biggest one I remember was about 68, I think it was, I think from memory, 68 kilo. Um, oh, yeah. You know, for out there, that was pretty good. Um, yeah. But the amount of times you, you drive it to a dam, right, nothing in the dam, but you, you go around to the, the bushes and okay off water, you go up to just a, a random little bush in the middle of the paddock, and then all yep. of a sudden you get you know I I would normally ride the quad and Dad would be in the Ute, and you catch yep. you catching them live. So I'd ride up to the right up to the tree, and there's a big boar under there. So you you know I wave <laughs> wave over to Dad and Dad would bounce over in the high, uh, in the in the Ute, and uh, he's probably got the shits on by now because he's got to bounce you know like. Those old cruisers that didn't have the best suspension and, <laughs> yeah. you know, going over that dry grass, it's, it sucks. But, um, yeah, you know, the amount of times we just, you come up to a pig, up to a tree and there's a pig sitting there. And, yeah, anyway, that, that, us, we spent a lot of time there and I used to love going there. It was great. Um, yeah. So. It's just amazing. Yeah, hey, like, yeah, like there was a couple of, probably a couple of spots there went under the trees, you know, and a mob of sort of five get up and just trot off and you just... Yeah, it's unreal. It's <laughs> like, weird, eh? Like, I'm, not, I'm not really used to hunting that way, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to working pretty hard for them. And, you know, we're just poking along and they get up and you can just keep poking along and, you know, you might stop and get a few, but then you throw the dogs back on and you can catch up to the mob again because it's just open country. Like, yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's great. It's pretty, um, yeah. Like, when we were normally hunting, the grass was too long, so your dogs didn't do all the work, but... It was a good child childhood memories in that that area. It was um. He yeah. did say that the farmer did say that actually. Like you know, when it does get good rain and that grass gets up, you know, to sort of hip height. Yeah. Like I can imagine it'd be pretty hard hunting out there then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he reckons yeah you get the good rain out there when the grass goes off. So. Yeah. Yeah, we when Dad was roost shooting, we used to go to there and we'd spend a weekend catch a few pigs and. Then, Shoot the last night and um, the big grey bucks. God, they got big out there, you know the. Yeah. And when you're on the downs country, everything looks everything looks bigger anyway because it's, you know, put a put a light on it and zoom out a bit. And everything looks pretty big, so. Yeah. 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 Anyway. I tell you, I, I don't know how I did it, but I managed to go from Chinchilla to Winton without hitting a roof. So. Oh, you, <laughs> it is. That's. <laughs> how many? How many did you count? Bad. But. Did you try oh, counting? It was, it was actually, <laughs> it was unreal. Like I, it was sort of, we, we left at about six o'clock at night. Um, and yeah, we got to Winton at about six in the morning. So it was a full 12 hours. Far out. Um, but yeah, that was at the other side of Mitchell. Like there was one section there. We just sort of hit the brakes and sort of did about 50 or 60 between. They were even standing on the bitumen. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it was unreal. Like it was yeah, I managed to go the whole way without hitting one. I thought that's a pretty good effort. <laughs> <laughs> my um, my younger brother, he put he used to work out at um at Tambo, and he drove. My mum and dad lived in Kingaroy. He was driving up from um. True story, guys. This is this is ridiculously stupid. He's driving up from Tambo in the middle of the night to to Kingaroy, and he pulled out. Yep. He pulled up at that Mo- more. I think it was the Morven or Mitchell. I'm not sure. There's a roadhouse on one of them. I think it's Morven uh, Roadhouse. Yeah, right, yes, I, I think he yeah. went about 60 k's past and pulled up on the side of the road for a sleep. And um, he's sitting down asleep and he's thinking, oh, you know, he's on a, on a truck stop there. Um, 
He's got this. Uh, he's got a couple of dogs in the back. Anyway, he thinks he's being robbed in the middle of the night, and he turns his lights. He's got back lights on there. He said there'd be about five or six cats just sitting on the back of his ute, and they're having cat. But he said just feral cats come up to the car, and he just he shit himself. He's just uh, thinking someone's about to flog his stuff, so he's got out there. The nothing bar just about it crack someone and you know, and those bloody cats all over the car. So it's just, how, how weird is that? Feral cats coming to you? Anyway, I just yeah, I, yeah it just thought it was funny. He just yeah, he, he shit himself and dirty old cats. So yeah, I yeah. said, what are, I said, what are your dogs doing? He said, oh, they just fall asleep. They don't get rats ass. So yeah, <laughs> useless dogs. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right, mate. Well, um. We'll wrap this up. I'd love to get you on again, and we'll um, we'll talk. We'll, I'll get you on after September, and you can tell me how you went, or if you do another trip, we'll we'll talk a bit bit more about hunting and stuff. But um, yeah, no, that'd be good, mate. So just before you go, how do, how do we get a hold of you? Um, if we want to order stuff, and you tell us you tell us your Instagram and your your facey. Yeah, go yeah, through and tell the so, listeners. Um, no worries. Yeah, well, it's toughballind um, on Instagram and. Yeah, just on Facebook, Tuffle Industries. Um, you'll be able to find us. It should come up. So, um, And then, yeah, a lot of times there's a link there, so you should be able to click a link to go to a website. That's where you can do most of your ordering. So, But any dramas, you can send a message, and, yeah, we'll help you out. So. There you go, guys. So um, just uh, message Brett or Tuffle Industries. Probably follow the link. It's a bit easier. Um, and uh, there you go. So that's um, Brett McDonald, everyone, uh, from Tuffle Industries. Thanks a lot, mate. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Talk to you. Talk to you. Remember, guys, remember, follow us, like us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Thanks, guys, for listening. I'm Lawson White, and this is Bailing, Scaling, and Barbecue. You, BSB, baby.